you had one job. You always bring that volume back up. Yeah, and you we make it clap. And then you look at me funny when I do, and you wonder why. That's why. Who's got the claps? You got, cla- you got the, the claps or the clams? Someone had the claps. Wasn't there a song about that? With Russell we make Brand? it clap. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Magic City podcast. Another wonderful episode. Uh, they're all wonderful, yes. George. One, each one is better than the previous. That's true. But you should go back and listen to episode one through yes. nineteen <laughs> at this point. Twenty, twenty-one. So, guys on YouTube, welcome. Uh, please make sure to like and subscribe. Um, if you're listening to us on one of our streaming platforms, whether it's Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or the hundred and thirty other streaming f- platforms that we're on, please um, subscribe so you know when the next podcast is dropping. We are Paul Magic City Comics, George Marvel Bobby. Jimmy Jmar Collectibles, and today we have a a flashback episode to a degree, and we all know how much Paul hates nostalgia and flashback. God, but <laughs> one of the questions that one, someone asked us on the DMs is how we got into comics, and I don't think we've touched upon that. No, we haven't. Right? I don't think so. Yeah. And then, uh, so let's get right into it. How did we get into comics as a child or as an adult? If you started on later, and just uh, go from there. And I think, uh, George, you're up first. All right. Um, I started collecting back when I was a kid. Um, collecting what? Collecting comics. Okay, just want to make sure. We're I, was saying, I, I was going to get there. But yeah, well, I was going to get there. I was collecting cards and stuff in like fourth, fifth grade, you know, baseball cards, stuff like that. But it was more of like people were giving to me, and I was selling them in school. That's it. When it came to comics... Uh, Right around fifth, going to sixth grade, uh, that's when I started picking up books. Back then, that was the '90s. We had uh, Tropic Comics. I don't know if you guys remember Tropic Comics. They yeah. were like that was like the big store that was everywhere. They had like three or four locations. Yeah, for people that don't know, we're located in South Florida. Yeah, just in case. So th- that was like the big. Uh, I want to say chain, but it was like you know it was like one owner that had like four or five stores around. Uh, I think it was all Dade County, right? Or did he have one in, Blow- in Broward? They had a couple around Dade. I'm not yeah. sure about Broward. So they had a few. That that was like the big store. That was the first one that I saw with like the big statue. No, not statues. Like the big stands. Right. You know? And I would hit those quarter bins. You know? You, you mean see. people were selling comics for a quarter? Comics? Guys, he said quarter, quarter bin. 25, 25 cents. cents. Five for one dollar. So that was 20 cents a book. Yeah. If Damn. you bought five, they were for one dollar. And those books are now going for one million dollars. <laughs> those books are going for one ten. to five dollars. Five, five to ten you bucks. You can buy five to ten bucks, yeah. Um, man, I used to hit those up because, you know, money from cutting the grass or doing chores or, oh, it's your birthday. I'd start running to those places. This is before I found, like, A&M Comics. That was my local comic book store for years through, like, middle school and high school and beginning of college. Like, A&M Comics was the place that I was at. Every week, collecting my new books. Shout out to George from Shout A&M Comics. Shout out to A&M. Yeah, he's a good friend of the yeah. show and a friend of ours. I've known that store since I was like yeah, like 13 years old. It's crazy. And if anybody drove around Miami and they saw this, the the wall with the characters painted on there, uh, you know Bird, what we were talking about. You have uh, Hulk. Batman and Joker, Hulk. You have Wonder Woman, Superman, Spider-Man. and Conan. Yeah. Well, back in the day, he had Green Hornet. He had Green he had Hornet, Hornet, but then like he had to repaint right. and all that, so... But yeah, man, pick up those quartered bands, and it was just reading, reading everything. I mean, back then, collecting was to read, you know. 
which is why those five for ones came great. I mean, I found whole runs. I think my my Age of Apocalypse run comes from those quarter bins. I, I ended up finding. I think I found everything except like the Alpha and Omega issues in the quarter bins. Wow, and that's a long run too. It's a yeah, it's a long run. I a lot of the bulk of my collection from my youth came from those quarter bins, and I would sit there and just read. Like that was that was the you know the thing to do on the weekends because. You know, no car can go out. Once you were done outside, what you do, watch TV? Yeah, as a kid, you don't really watch TV that much, you know? Right. Clearly, we had different childhood. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I it, it started off just to read. And as I got older, um, I was still reading. But it was, you know, you start shifting into going from everything to focusing on certain books, certain characters, certain publishers. Um, and that's, you know, as I got older, that's where I got my love for X-Men, for Spider-Man. That's where I started to. It was in college where I started collecting for, um, like to eventually sell, like as investment. You know, like that's that's when I was like, okay, I, I want to get some older books, um, where I, I'm not gonna read the whole run because I've read the reprints. Like this is stuff that I want to keep for my collection. Right. You know. You started like building up your your PC, your personal right. my, collection. My PC grew from like those quarter bins to weekly comics to now searching for older books that were like ten, twenty dollars and. You know how that goes. That you know, you start making money, you start working, you're able to afford more. You can start focusing on more expensive books and less on bulk. Right. And then you know this whole thing where you start to downsize. And I only want to focus on the older books now, stuff that I I couldn't get my hands on when I was younger. Or you start buying designer toys, like we have this Wolverine. Like oh, yes. you're watching to us on YouTube, or stuff that you wish you could have gotten when or you were yeah, younger. Stuff you wish you could have gotten. Man, I'll never forget that X Men issue one I saw when I was 15 years, 13, 13, 14. In those those ages, right. three hundred fifty bucks. Never see that price again. Where's that time machine at? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Be crazy. All right, so pretty much you started with cards, comics, and just started just the love of reading. Yeah, I mean, there's other stuff right. I collect, but I mean, what from what we do, the like, question you know, was comics, right? <laughs> exactly. So stick to comics, That's right? But you, the, you said collect what comics? Bro. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, that was George doing a spot-on impression of me, apparently. It's <laughs> fantastic. All right, Paul, what got you into comics? I want to say it was, I don't remember exactly the time period that I started, but when the death of Superman came out, I was already big time into it as a kid. So you were in it before that? I was in it before that, but death of Superman kind of like narrows down the time period of when I was collecting, when I started collecting mm-hmm. Like, as a halfway point from when I started to when I ended as a kid. Obviously, you know, you're a kid. You know, like you said, cutting grass, you know, doing odd chores around the house. You get money. And I stuck more to the comic book shops in my area, which was more down east. And then A&M came later. But uh, it was one of those things. Hey, it was almost similar to you. You know, I liked reading the stories. And I didn't really have a favorite story at the time. I thought it was, for me getting the like being able to go to the shops and see what came out and the art the art really drew my drew my eye more more so much than the story the reading part of it i think i got into it more as as an adult Mm -hmm. but uh i remember death of superman came out i remember all the big news articles and everybody going crazy that you know they're gonna retire or pay for their kids colleges for the (laughs) death of superman and all that good stuff and that lasted maybe like a couple of years after the, the death of Superman and uh I remember we had a we had a breaking at the house. They broke into our house. And they took the death of Superman? <laughs> they took the death of Superman, <laughs> yeah. 
That, well, was, they, that, that was the guy that said he was going to retire. They, 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 they ransacked the house and they trashed all the comics, man. Yeah. I had them because, you know, they, yeah, there, was, there were long boxes, but I wasn't really paying too much attention to how to store my comics. So they just like threw everything on the ground. And it was stepped on and it oh. was just freaking destroyed. So I ended up getting, you know, most of it just went in the trash. Didn't really, I couldn't really salvage any of that stuff. And at that point, I got out of it. I got out of it completely. The the, the buying aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I would still follow, you know, stuff that would happen, you know, back in, you know, when the X-Men movies came out and yeah. then Blade and all that stuff. I would always follow. I would always be kind of like in the background looking at what was going on in the market and, and with the books and the storylines coming out. But I wasn't collecting it wasn't until later, man. It was after way after I, I went to vocational school. I was working. I got married. We had we, we we had our daughter, and the wife was going to school. And I said, okay, once she's done with school, I'm gonna get back into comics. And she got done with school, and then it still took like a year or two after that. I got back into comics. I mean, we're in 2022. I think maybe 2014, 2015. That's when I really got back into it, and I got into it to collect then i'm like okay i'm not gonna bankroll everything you know by myself i gotta be able to like let the hobby fund itself yeah, pay for the hobby so you know i was getting five dollar books and then for 10 and then i'm like oh there's something here and then slowly i just kind of just focused the pc on what i wanted and now it's more of getting the pc the older pc books and more reading that's what I really got into reading. And what I would do is instead of going and finding like the whole run of X-Men Days of Future Past or whatever, mm-hmm. or I would just go and get like the trades. Yeah. Or read them online because now obviously the internet came about. Yeah. So I would just read the stories online or just go and, and, and get a trade paperback and finish the stories because I wasn't going to collect, you know, 10 issues of something I didn't really want. I just wanted to hear a story. You just right. made yourself sound so old, you know. The internet's about. Well, <laughs> when the death of Superman came out, there was no internet. Yeah. You couldn't really go online and read anything. But yeah, that's, I mean, it... Th- those are my two moments where I, I was in and out, and then I got in again, and you know, hopefully, I don't come out of it. No, no, we're in this for the long. Yeah, run. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is the long run here. We're in it now, Paul. Yeah, we're in it now, like someone once said. Um, yeah, I think just to touch on that, you came back into comics and you bought Edge of Spider Verse two off the rack. No, that was the first book that I bought. Well, so yeah, so when did that come out? That came out, I think, 2014, if I'm not mistaken. So that's when I got back into comics. And I went to A&M again, and it was, it was on the shelf that week. And I remember I had gone into one of these uh, websites to see what was coming out that week. Uh-huh. And I remember seeing the Edge of Spider-Verse issue, too. Uh-huh. And I thought it was cool because she's in the band, the Mary Janes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like I, got, I, was, I, I didn't know it was the first appearance of this. I didn't know the first appearance of whatever. It was just a cool book that I saw, and I was like, oh, I want to get into it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it ended up being the first appearance of Spider-Gwen, but that's exactly when I got back into comics. That's funny. So, well, I got into comics because I liked the characters. You know, like, I liked Spider-Man. I liked Batman. I liked everything. And what we would do is my mom, she's an avid reader. She wanted me to read, and my brother's an avid reader as well. So she's like, how can I get this seven-year-old to read? Oh, let's buy him comic books. So uh, Costco would have the all the weekly books saran wrapped in one package, so you could just go and get them all, all the DCs and all the Marvels, oh. and it was twenty bucks for all of them. And with that, just basically started collecting, started reading. I started gravitating more to things I liked versus things I didn't like. So I saw myself gravitating more towards Batman, away from X Force, 
you know, little things like that. So I didn't really like X-Force or the Marvel titles during that time. Right. Stuck Batman animated series, Superman animated series. Um, Superman was around the death of uh, the death of Superman and then Zero Hour mm. and the Zero Hour crisis and all that. So it was cool. Um, and then just continued, stopped for a while, went to college and, you know, in college, just started looking at books. The ultimate line came out everything like that so it was one of those situations where like oh this is pretty cool that all the movies started popping up spider-man x-men and just basically stayed in it um till now you know we still buy some comic books where i think in the consensus amongst the three of us is we're more into the silver age or bronze age or golden age keys or what are called the blue chip books and yeah, no, we've been able to fund the hobby and continue going through this. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously there were some detours, and I think there were some gaps. Like, I wasn't consistently collecting since I was in college, but just more recently through, through the past couple of years. And See, I was out completely. I was out completely from when I stopped collecting as a kid to when I got back in it. I was out completely. I wasn't buying anything. I wasn't looking for anything. I wasn't going online, nothing, man. I was just, I knew when the first Marvel, when Iron Man came out. Yeah. I wasn't buying. That was two thousand eight. Yeah, books. I wasn't looking at anything like related to movies. I would go watch the movies because I liked them, but the, the the collecting aspect of it completely out of it. Like I might I might have been in it for four years and stopped for two or three, mm-hmm. then back in it. You know, little things like that, just that would bring you in and out of the hobby. Yeah. So nineteen ninety two was Death of Superman. Oh, what about Edge of Spider Verse? Two. Now, now ninety two to ninety three. Yeah, was the storyline. So that's when, yeah, so I was in it. I was probably into it, you know, like 89, yeah, 90. only dead for a year. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember right after the death of Superman was the four Supermen. It was Superboy. Steel. Uh, Steel, the Cyborg Superman. And Eradicator. And the Kryptonian. Yeah, the yeah. Eradicator. Yeah. So. It was 92, 93. Yeah, man. Man, we were babies when that came out. Like We could barely ten, read. That was ten, what, middle ten, school? 10, 11 years old. 10. Yeah, 10 years old. Yeah. I, man... Paul was 11 because he's old. I'd be lying to you right. if I still had it. I might still have the newspaper clip because I had it for years. It, m- it might be in that box. I kept the newspaper clip that my parents, my dad had the newspaper on the table and I cut out the, the death of Superman was on it. Really? I remember it was, I remember cutting that out and it was on the, on the news for like a week. Man, yeah. you're a kid. You watch what your parents watch. Right. News was on and then, then you'd watch whatever the, you know, the prime time show was that the families would watch. And then that was like a big deal for like a week. Yeah, I remember people right. saying, I'm going to pay yeah. my kids tuition yeah. with these books. It's crazy. But then, as we all know. It's the 90s. Yeah. It's the 90s. There was an overproduction on the print run. Yep. You can find the Death of Superman anywhere for 10 bucks right yeah. now. Right. And it's funny because you mentioned before you talk about the cards. It looked like, did everybody have that problem in the 90s of like overproducing whatever was made? I think so. I think there was also the distributors. There were multiple distributors distributing the same amount of books. True. The same titles. So it's like, you know, George is distributing versus Paul's versus Jimmy. We're all producing Death of Superman. Hey, I don't want to be caught off short mm-hmm. and miss potential revenue. So I'm just going to overproduce. The show. But it seems like that was like a common like thread during like the, the early half of the 90s. Yeah, because the comic cards were, were printed in freaking huge quantities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of things, toys. I mean, everything was just made. In it's bulk. easy to find stuff from the early nineties. Right. Very easy, yeah, and that's probably why. Right. I mean, under this Wolverine, we have a Jim Lee number one X Men. <laughs> <You know? laughs> hey, hey guys, I just want you to know: if you look under your chairs, 
You got an explanation one. Oh yeah, yeah. Like Oprah. <laughs> Wait, George's favorite thing is it Oprah? next to the spawn one? It is. <laughs> you can probably find uh, X Force and and a wild blood and <laughs> a wild cat. And that's the thing too. You know, you had the image. Image was that's what they blew up in the nineties. Yeah. So that's when because that's when they all left. That's when they all left, and they created image. And the image was just publishing as much as they possibly could of all their new titles. Because Spawn, Wildcats, uh, Prophet. Uh, damn, I'm Savage Dragon come on that Savage, Savage Dragon, Dragon, that was yeah. the one I was missing, yeah. Yeah, there was a bunch of titles being made at the time, and then I guess Marvel and DC were doing the same thing. Doesn't Savage Dragon hold the record for the longest artist on a title? Yeah, Larson. Larson. I, yeah. Think, I think Bagley and Ben, well, that's writer-artist together. Uh, back, I think so. Spawn has the longest running independent title now. Yes, because Ultimate Spider-Man is Bagley and, and Bendis, like the the two, the yeah. two like the yeah. tag team for the longest. I think lo- uh, Savage Dragon is the second longest running independent book. Independent book, and I think Larson is the longest running artist on on a, on a specific okay. title. Yeah, because we're there by what three issue three hundred around something. Like that, yeah, and you yeah, know right behind Spawn actually. Yeah, yeah. And you know that's crazy. Out of the, all those image guys. Rob Life was the only one that did not improve his art. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He still can't draw feet for shit. Rob Liefeld, if you're listening to us, prove us wrong. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. I loved you as a kid, but dude, like, oh, no, how I did you I not never, perfect your I art after all them. these years? Damn. Personal preference. Yeah, art is personal I mean, it's preference. It's all good. Look, There's shout out things. to Rob Liefeld. Love him or hate him. He still owns a piece of comic book history. Yeah. yeah. Like, you I'm not going to oh, say yeah. you can't tell the story of comic books without Rob Liefeld, but he's going to pop out with Listen, me, like he, it or not. He was important to it. He, he came yeah. up with some The cool modern characters. day, like, he created one of the, probably the most. Or he co-created. That's true. He yeah. did co-create. Well, that's just like Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Right. Everybody oh, refers to Stan Lee. character, yeah. So. A new character that has staying power. Yeah. Right? That no, has like, staying. Not only that, a hugely popular character. Yeah. I remember at one point, Deadpool was ranked over Spider-Man as, like, the most, like, widely known character in the world yeah that's insanity yeah. like to think that he would pop up because yeah it was my favorite growing up but not many people knew who deadpool was right. and the fact that a few years ago the dude's like on number one on the list passing spider-man that's right. a big deal you know big deal and then todd mcfarlane went to create toys yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey he's like and hey, you have to evolve money. you have to go with the business and now dc collectibles is under mcfarlane collectibles. Yeah. Look, listen love him or hate him also because a lot of people hate mcfarlane they thought he was crazy when he bounced out of Marvel and went and created Image, and look what he did. That's true. When he went and created his own toy line, they said, hey, this guy's crazy. It'll never work. And look what he did. Yeah. When they were saying, hey, you're going to make a movie? When he said, I'm going to make the Spawn movie. We haven't seen the Spawn movie. It hasn't come out yet. It's still in the production. But if anybody can do it, I'd give it to McFarland because he's already done it twice. Yeah. Tell anybody that they can't do something, watch them prove you wrong. Hey, if anybody can do it, it'd be McFarlane. Yeah. Oh, when you have the drive to do it. Hey. The dude, the dude against him. And no, yeah, he's you could, cocky. Yeah. He's freaking yeah. arrogant. But man, so this is what you need. Yeah. That's the formula you need to do what, it, what yeah. you want. And, and it's if worked If you twice. don't believe in yourself, who else is going to believe the in guy, you? The guy caught freaking lightning in a bottle twice. You're lucky if you catch it once. That that will say this for being like the new guy on the block when it came to figures, like the quality was nice. Oh, absolutely. And, and over time, they've gotten even better. Yep. The like, McFarlane um, DC toy line is phenomenal. Yeah. And you know me, like, I don't like collecting toys, but those, those Todd McFarlane figures, they've always been great. Oh, top notch, yeah. No, and not only that, the characters that he's producing. Yeah. People mm-hmm. have never had toys before. Right. Random characters. You're like, oh, shit, I can get behind right. this. Yeah, the, the movie Maniacs to me were always like the... Those are my, yeah, I have a... 
I'm Freddy. I have Freddy down there. Yeah. Right. But when he came out with the movie Maniacs, man, I was like, man, that's... that's... See, I, I think I got a little bit into that later on because I was working at Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. So I got into the whole, like, McFarlane mm-hmm. toys and uh, a couple of the Spawn figures. But then, you know, it's toys. It takes up a lot of real estate exactly. in your room. I was doing with my parents, and then, you know, we ended up putting them in a box in, a, in the shed outside, and they just... It was all that cardboard oh, yeah. backing, so they all took a shit. I got to throw them all away, but... <laughs> I, I kind of got a little bit, like he, maybe like a year or two of that. He also did that, the Demented Alice toys, right? Yes. Yeah. Those were, that was the first like horror toy I right. ever saw. I was like, God damn. I was like, it's nice, but it's fucked up. Yeah. Well, the cool thing was that his toys, when you looked at them, like they weren't just for little kids because they were almost like statues. You know, right. they weren't super posable. So he was like, hey, these are for people that maybe want a statue that they can't afford it. They can get this yeah, $12 20, 30 figure bucks, yeah. that looks nice. You know, they're the production quality of them were nice you can sit there and, uh, and it looks like it, do, it doesn't look like a gi joe right you know i remember looking at those alice toys one time on ebay and i was like wow i can't believe these things are going for what they're going and this was like you know 10 15 years ago i don't know what they're going for now but i remember he had the he had the one of a santa claus with mrs claus uh-huh that mrs claus is kind of like a stripper <laughs> i had never seen oh that. man it's great our last time i saw it it was going for like stupid expensive it might be more now it might be less but he had a he had a i think it was like a yeah, the Easter Bunny. I think he had a run of that. He had a run of like the holiday. Like a themed, uh, yeah. But yeah, Mrs. Claus. I think that was like one of the more sought after ones. I have to take a look at that. Yeah, it's, that it's, it's nice. want to write that down. There you go. And then, um, okay. So we have a little bit of our origin story into comics. Right. <laughs> the other question that we were asked is, why are we still doing this? What has kept us in the game? What, how has this evolved? What are we looking for? Like, why? Like, the question, and it's a legitimate question. Mm-hmm. It's like people tend to grow their hobbies or they go back in it. Yeah, I went, I'm at the point where, like, I want the stuff, I want the harder to find stuff. I want the valuable stuff. I yeah. want the stuff that you just can't go to the shelf and pick up. Mm-hmm. The thrill of the hunt is always there. We could get into big game hunting. Why do we stay in right. comic books? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, finding these big books, finding these collections yeah. is is something that, to me, I still like find like, I find it exciting. I like going, you know, when you got a call, hey, I got this, you know, I got 30 boxes of comics. Are you interested? Hell yeah. Yeah. Like, let's go. And to me, that's what I like. And to be able to get these blue chip books that 10 years ago you say, oh, I'll never have those books. I never thought I'd have an X-Men 1 or an FF1. Yeah. And, you know, now I say, oh, I'll never have an AF-15 or I'll never have a Tech 27. But will I? I think you will. Maybe. But, you know, you, 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 you'll never have it unless you try and get it. Right. Yeah. So that, that, that's what keeps me in it. What about you, George? Um, I'd have to agree with Paul. It's that thrill of the hunt to start looking for books that you didn't think you could afford before. Um, that I think that's one of the little key driving forces. Like, hey... This book that, that, you know, you have that mentality, oh, 10 years ago, I couldn't afford it. Oh, I can't afford that book. And then you start, when you look it up, like, oh, I, now I can afford it. Like, there's, there, I have the means now to to afford a book that I thought 10, 20 years ago, I didn't think I would ever buy. Right. I never had a chance to buy. And now you see, like, going out to hunt. Um, social media, the fact that you're able to talk a lot about this more, it kind of, kind of want to keep going. You know, because before... You, you would talk to the people. If you stopped going to a shop, you, you talked less about it. Now there wasn't that, that group, that camaraderie anymore. So, you you know, if you don't have someone to share it with, you start doing it less and less to the point, right. oh, I, I found something else to do. You know, if if we didn't have that, like we wouldn't have, be having these conversations. We wouldn't be having the shows. 
you'd start drifting away and maybe something else would, would come up because you don't have that other person, that other friend that shares your hobby with right. you anymore. So there's that drift. I think the fact that we're able to talk about it like every other week, you know, some of us will go with each other or we all go hunting or, you know, hey, I'm going here. Do, do you guys want to come check it out? Like that camaraderie, you know, being able to hang out with your friends and or other people and sharing it online kind of keeps it going because right. now you want to see, oh, will someone else show me something because I put this out there, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'll say I've said in it just because of how it's evolved. The simple fact of, yeah, you know, there's no longer, you're not limited to the groups, like George said, in your local comic shop. We have people. I mean, damn, we formed friendships with people we've never met. And, you know, they're always on the lookout, mm -hmm. you know, everything like that across the U.S., stuff that would have happened with social media. And it's evolved into us doing weekly sales, you know, ha come have a drink with the boys, reasonable and reasonable offers, this podcast, our YouTube videos, and just so much more stuff yet to come that we can talk about. But I think it's just that. And with that, it has led me to like, hey, I want those hard books that I can't find. Like I just recently got the Santa Mickey book, right. you know, the first promotional copy of a Disney book and little things like that just to be able to build up the hobby. And it's funny because you don't think about it. And I don't know if you guys have, but sometimes I'll take a look at my like personal collection boxes. And I'm like, holy crap. There's some like yeah. massive mm -hmm. books in here that you just pick over over time. Don't think about it. They might pop. They might not, yeah. you know, little things like that. And yeah, like my goal is I want uh, everybody knows I'm a Spidey fan. So I'm going to get an AF-15 and an ASM-1, which is the <laughs> second appearance of Spider-Man. <laughs> just so you guys know. Um and just continue doing it. And I think I don't think we could do this if we weren't still in the hobby. Right. Yeah. You have to be an insider to be able to do this and provide insight and actually have some notoriety behind your name because right. we're in it too. Oh no, for sure. So for sure. And 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 one thing that I've that I've realized is that you think you think you know all the books. You think you know you've seen all the covers. You think you know everything or, or a good portion of you know what comic books are. And then you get hit by like this book that you've never seen before or this new issue or this thing that's Very happening covered. in yeah, And, you know, or a piece of, or something from this character that you never knew he did outside of his title or outside of his book. And you're always learning something new with a hobby. The more you, the more you look at it, the more you stare at it, the more things you learn from it. Mm -hmm. And like you, you'll never know a hundred percent about comic books. I mean, I'll never forget the day you told me about the first appearance of Concrete. There you go. I was like, who the fuck is this I guy? I also will never forget the day. <laughs> but you learned something. <laughs> I did learn something. Next time you're going through a quarter box <laughs> and you see it, you're going to be like, oh, shit. Yeah. I, I mean, that's what you do with Super Pros, right? That's right. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, oh, shit, there's Concrete. Yeah. And we'll find you. Ball. There's a Concrete <laughs> over here. <laughs> and now we just buy it because of the laugh factor. Yeah. Oh, so for sure. But yeah, um, with that, what do you guys, why'd you guys get into the hobby? Why are you still in the hobby? What do you think of our, like, uh, our stories and why we're still in it? Let us know in the comments, whether IG, YouTube, if you subscribe to us on any of the streaming platforms, let us know. Yeah. Drop a line to us. We're constantly answering our DMs. We're looking at it all the time. So yeah, we were, we we definitely curious to know how you guys got into it. And are, are still, still into, into it, it. Yeah. and are still into it because we all get into it as kids because it's yeah. the appeal. But yeah. why are you still into well, it? I mean, it's also a financial burden too. You know, I mean, there's there's money you got to set aside to keep the the hobby going. So, especially when you're 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 picking up weekly books, right? 
Yeah, because before our books cost a dollar, dollar fifty, right. which was a lot back in the day compared to now. Uh, I see books on the on the shelf on Wednesday, seven dollars. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, cover price, right. not you know upcharged. Right. It's like fuck. But all right, guys, let us know, and then until next time, see you. We're gone. Yeah. I am. I, I have back there to be full of full of Jimmy's uh, notes. They are treasure them because they're one of one. One of one. <laughs> one of one. They got his DNA all over. <laughs>